What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Skate Church Movement Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Baker, and our special guest today is Carson Kikid. Kincaid, what up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm so so difficult trying to pronounce it. I realize I've never said your last name out loud till just now. Chilling, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've got you here with us, Carson, and I want to know a little bit about you. So you so you've recently just joined us in doing skate ministry out here in Southwest Florida. Give me a little bit of a background. Did you grow up in the church, outside of the church? Where did that begin? And so, yeah, I was raised by a strong man and woman of faith. Both of my parents were steady involved in the church growing up. So, you know, typical Sunday school, Wednesday nights at youth group, but um, I can be honest in saying that I've never really had a relationship with Jesus Christ like I've known in the past couple of years and that I've found through um, the skate church movement and specifically uh, our brother Derek, who is the writer of this Devo for today. Right. Yeah. So we'll be going over Jesus' death and resurrection, which is written by uh, by Derek Shadow. So current little update for him, Carson and myself, we've actually been able to go see him a couple of times and it was really nice because uh, it had been a while. We had gone like a full month or so without seeing our brother Derek. Get, going to see him, it was very uh, reaffirming, reassuring too because it went from us having to engage the first contact to grab his hand to then before you leave, he's the one grabbing your hand to hold on to it. Still not, not speaking, not able to stand on his own, but his eyes are open, he's following and he's going through various forms of physical therapy, occupational therapy seeing a speech pathologist there uh you carson you got to see them put a little ice chip um in his mouth to try and get his mouth moving again yeah it was the yeah. coolest thing man watching his tongue blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet so a bunch of baby steps are being made but that's just a reminder to keep praying because things are happening things are moving but he is for sure healing and god's hand has been over it this entire time so thank god for that yes, so get ready to get into it yes sir all right, well, I'm going to open us up with the scripture. This is out of John. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. So if you didn't know, Carson, this is definitely Thomas talking. This is the guy who is known as Doubting Thomas is the name that he was labeled, which I feel bad. that That's probably not the best nickname to have. Do you have any uh, bad nicknames that that stuck with you because i can already think of a good bad nickname for you oh shoot man full vulnerability right now yeah Do full I vulnerability lay it yeah, out here hear, on yeah. the skate church movement yeah all right when i was a little kid my mom used to call me carsey butt the coconut oh <laughs> man carsey butt that's not what i was expecting dude i'm so ruined oh that this gosh. is going live right now fool. oh my gosh okay i was thinking oh Car- uh, carson stinkade my mind never been hit with that one so hey gotcha got- Dang. Gotcha. Bang. All right. Well, yeah, worst that I got was people would say, like, your last name's Baker. And this was when I was in, like, kindergarten. And they would, like, attack me with, bake me a cake as fast as you can. Bake me a cake as fast as you can. I'm like, stop it, guys. <laughs> that was the worst I was ever really hit with. <laughs> but anyways, he, this guy, Thomas, he received the title of Doubting Thomas because of this scripture right here, which I find super interesting. And I love that Derek took this take on focusing on Thomas in uh, in regards to discussing Jesus' death and resurrection, because we know all of the miracles that, that he had performed in his life. That was something that we had been covering in the previous weeks at our skate parks, as you know. And a few of those things, what I really love, what I really love the way that Derek worded it, is that he says that Jesus lived a perfect life preached about the kingdom of God, healed the sick, cast out demons, raised the dead, loved the unlovable. It continues to say that the list goes on with that. Like those are just a few things that he did in his life. Thomas witnessed all of these things firsthand. He got to experience it. And so he saw the validity of God within this human. He saw that Jesus was who he said he was, that he was the son of God. 
Derek even mentions that Jesus claimed that he was going to die and he was going to come back from the dead three days after. Like he had already made these predictions and Thomas was made aware of all of these things. They weren't secrets that were kept from him. So he witnessed all of these things, but still couldn't believe that Jesus actually did it when Jesus came to them because he was the only one who missed out on it. So stepping back from that, when we were discussing this at the skate park. It was just after our skate trip over the weekend. You didn't go on that one, right? I didn't make it for that guy. Okay, so we went to Winterhaven. Have you been to that skate park by chance? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know they have a huge three block there that's probably the size of like a nine or eight stair. Like length of She's a 12, hefty. though. Yeah, yeah sure. it's huge. So we had one of our little homies go with us. His name's George. He's currently been working on all of his tricks uh, tricks at the ends. Like he just did a back big spin down one of the drops there. It's about the size of a three or four stair. We're all super stoked on that. However... I don't know if he skated anything bigger than that. He's been working on trying to kickflip down the six. Actually, the day before we went to that skate trip, spent about an hour trying to kickflip down our six stair there. Ended up not rolling away with it, but everyone was so stoked for him that he was actually trying it because that's just the way the skate park is. As soon as someone's trying to trick, dude, everyone goes off. Dedication. But then we got back from the skate trip and I was talking about this message and I said, all right, guys, what if I told you, and this is to you too, you, were not the, you weren't at this skate trip, right? No, I didn't make it. All right, so... You've seen George skate. Right. George himself comes up to tell you him. Word of mouth directly from the guy. And he says, guess what I did over this weekend? I kickflipped the fat three block at Winter Haven. Shoot. Clips it didn't happen. Clips it didn't happen. Dude, okay. Or uh, do you do you have it pulled up to see what how Derek worded it? It's the yeah, most our, Derek way of saying clips it didn't happen. Yeah, our brother Derek just... Man, I just absolutely love his terminology. But he went ahead and said, without footage, it's fiction and like... That's the most East Coast, over 30-year-old person thing to say, dude. <laughs> Clowning our boy. Yeah, so I thought that was so funny. Like, I had to keep to that when I was sharing it with the guys. But that's true, though. Footage or it's fiction. Clips or it didn't happen. Like, we need to see the proof. Like, the proof is in the pudding. I love that phrase, too, because I don't know what that means. Because I've eaten pudding, but I haven't found the proof in it yet. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. <laughs> see, it's what's up with all of these terms that mean the same thing. Makes no sense. So I was said, like, what if what if we told you that George went there this weekend and he kickflipped this huge, huge three block and everyone was like, nah. And then George is over in the corner like, what? Come on, guys. But he didn't. And it was hard for us to believe because we hadn't even seen him kickflip down a stair set. But then you look at one of our other guys that we skate with, Marcelino. You know him. Tell me what your impressions are about Marcelino and skateboarding. Marcelino runs these streets, man. He's out here just dominating every single spot in Fort Myers. And so like, yeah, if he came to me saying that he kickflipped that block, I'd be like, dude, tight. Wouldn't even be a doubt in my mind. Yeah, no doubt in your mind. You've seen what he can accomplish. You know the stake that he raises in skateboarding. For sure. Like, he has all of that behind him. He could tell you he did almost anything and you'd have half a mind to believe it, like without even needing to see the clips for it. But see, a lot of us get stuck in this idea of, of needing to see the proof before we can fully commit to it. But there's even a point to when Marcelino, if he says that he did something that we start to get iffy on, if he could actually do it. Yeah, I've seen him do a back feeble shove out of a super long rail that's at Naples Skate Park. But if he told me he did that down like a nine rail, I might start to question and be like, I don't know, did you actually do it? Like, I'm going to start to need it. But a lot of that is because you and I, Carson, like we're driven, all of us as humanity are driven by logic. Like, we want to know, like, we want to make sure that it's tested, something that is humanly possible. That's the thing. We're always stuck in this idea. Is it humanly possible? Could I actually do this? Actually, um, technically, that's what <laughs> we're all stuck in is this idea and drive for logic, which isn't a bad thing. 
it's not a bad thing. It's actually good that we're seeking out proof and seeing where the evidence lies because honestly, it's the right thing to do. Follow what makes the most sense. It seems typical and it's probably what has kept the human race surviving for as long as it did is going after what makes the most logical sense. Totally. But put yourself in Thomas' shoes. You are the only one who missed it. Yeah, and like taking it back to the whole analogy of our homie Lino, it's just thinking about like, dude, this guy is awesome. He absolutely shreds. I know what he's capable of. I've seen him in action out here in the streets, stomping tricks, getting clips. But if he came to me, once again, like without footage, it's fiction. And so, yeah, you are awesome, bro. But how awesome are you really? And I think that's where it comes back to the whole story of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the doubt that Thomas had in that of him bearing witness to the miracles that you just explained in their numbers throughout the last three years of Jesus Christ's life as he was following him as one of his disciples and then coming back to it as he did not get to bear witness to his brothers having that conversation with Jesus Christ and being there to hear their testimony of it but not actually having the ability to see it for himself. And so, yeah, it is a little bit of a crummy name that we would give the man because, dude, what would you do yourself? i got to reiterate this piece of scripture one more time. It says, they told him, we have seen the Lord, but he replied, I won't believe unless I see the nail wounds in his hands and put my fingers into them and place my hands into the wounds in his side. That's John 20, 25. And so like thinking about that, big shouts out to another little homie, Jackson Marto, who just constantly is crushing it on the board. And he's so new to the game and it's literally just exponential growth every day, just Mm -hmm. kicking butt, getting new clips. Yeah. And as he's doing that, constantly sending me a text. I know he hits you in the DMs. Bro, is this valid? Yep. Bro, is this valid? Yep. (laughs) And, And just constantly checking the validity of his tricks and wanting to make sure that he stuck them clean and landed them well and that he's just continuing to progress. And so, like, I think it's rad that he's doing that. With that being said, Jesus Christ comes back to Thomas and he offers Thomas that in the midst of his own doubt and in the midst of, like, the lack of his own faith that Jesus Christ is compassionate and gracious in that he would offer himself up like that in such vulnerability to say, brother, stick your hands in these wounds. See that I am real. Hear my testimony Mm -hmm. as truth, you know, valid. Yeah, that's valid because a lot of us get in this place where we feel like we are on the edge. We have to make this decision right now, but so many of us are too afraid to make that leap, make that leap of faith to step forward and say, I fully believe in Christ or to say, I don't fully believe in any of this stuff. Like I'd say there's way more agnostics in the world than there are Christians and atheists because it's hard for us to commit to something that just goes against logic to believe fully that Jesus did all of these things. And when Thomas was in that place where he was like, I don't know if Jesus actually came to you guys while I was gone in here. I think you guys are all probably just grieving. So unless I see him myself and I see the wounds from when he just died, I will believe. And what did Jesus do in that situation? He offered himself up. He showed up, dude. He offered himself and he showed the wounds in his hands, the wound in his side from that. Maybe we should be more like Thomas. Maybe we should say, all right, God, I don't know if I believe this is real and include him into that. Because so many times we're like, I don't know if this is real. And so we shut down and move it away. But Thomas said, I don't know if this is real. And he put that to God. Like he was saying to God, I don't know if this is real. Do something about it. And what does God do? He shows up. Sure, God might not answer us in the ways that we want to or expect, but he's going to every time the way that we need. 
because that's what Thomas needed right there. And time and time again, every time I ask someone who's been saved, reborn, a new Christian, or has been one their whole life and they've begun to slip, they questioned God. Not in a way of saying like, are you really this all powerful? No, it's simply just, if you're real, dude, I need a sign. He's gonna give you one. Might not be this crazy way of saying, oh, here's Jesus directly in front of you. Touch the wounds in my hands. Might not be that. Might not be that direct. But I guarantee he's going to make himself known and he's going to prove that he is with you. Yes, and amen. It's so funny that we happen to be on this topic for today because it was just this morning that I was reading the book of Job and not to get off the piece of scripture that we mm-hmm. were looking into. In Job chapter 39, God is speaking to Job and he says to him, ask and I will answer. And so just thinking about that piece of scripture as one of the very first transcripts that we found in God reveals himself to Job and saying that like, ask and I will answer. Now, ask and I will answer is not always going to look like the skies opening up and God coming down in a thundering roar and saying to you, Brandon Baker, Carson Kincaid, this is what I have in store for you. But to continue to ask, seek and knock and to look for those answers and to seek those out is just like, such a great piece of encouragement that I found in my walk, not only through you, but our brother Derek as well, is that it is a true mystery of our faith, but it is also quite simple. And it is found in just in full faith, asking of the Lord to reveal himself to you. And that is a promise for me mm-hmm. that he will make himself evidently known to you in that. Yeah. And to be quite frank, if this part is troublesome for you to believe in, that Christ did do this thing, that he died and rose from the grave. If you don't believe in that, that one bit, if you don't believe just that one bit of it, then that would mean the rest of the life would be invalid, that there would be no reason to follow this man who claimed to be the son of God. He would just be a guy who was really nice, who did a lot of cool things. This one thing is super important to our belief in following Christ, believing him to be our, the savior, and that he is a part of the active trinity being one with God. If we don't have that, then there's nothing really to stand our faith on. I just want to end with saying that if you're questioning this aspect of it, pray. Don't take a step back. But seek God out in this. Ask him to show himself. Let him speak back to you. Give him time to respond. And just once again, I think it's a truly radical thing that we can look into is that this man Jehovah was a real man. We have factual evidence that this man has walked the earth going from nation to nation, preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. And so like, as far as us thinking about things logically, us thinking about things from the perspective of like an analytical basis and like, yo, how is this all actually working out? I'm not just going to step into this with blind faith, but like, I want to know. And I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that that is wrong. I actually encourage you to dive Mm -hmm. deeper, ask those questions. But there is a piece of our faith and why we refer to it as faith in that Jesus Christ did die and he was raised from the dead and that he did appear to his disciples and 500 others over a period of 40 days. And during that time, made himself evidently known as the King of Kings, the Son of Man, the God of Heaven. Just once again, man. Really, really appreciate being up here and getting able to chat it up with you and just uh, encourage everybody to look into that and continue to ask those questions.
Well, sweet. Thank you so much for joining me today, Carson. And that's all we have for you guys. If you're interested in looking more into the Skate Church Movement, we've got a website, skatechurchmovement.com. And we've got Instagram. Search us up. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us or email us. Uh, we'd love to respond to you and get the conversations rolling on, the, on these topics. Man, it's super sweet. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, keep pushing forward.